Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new 3D footprinting podcast, this time Chapter 4. As usual, myself, I am Luis Rodriguez, this time broadcasting from Seoul, South Korea, and joining us, our genius co-host, Jason Masbroker from Frankfurt, Germany. How are you, Jason, today? Hi, everyone. Thanks, Louis. I'm, I'm doing really good. It's uh, another cold day here in Germany, and I'm really excited today to talk about the topic we've got. I want to remind everybody who is listening, don't forget that you can reach out to us uh, uh, several ways. You know, we're on most of the social media platforms, Google+, Twitter, but you can email us directly at the email podcast at 3digitalcooks.com. With any doubts or questions you may have about 3D food printing, we're really willing to, to be open about you know our technology, which I think you can all tell by the, the stuff that's published on the website and the projects we put out, as well as you know maybe help guide or help anybody get through their own project. So please feel free to reach out to us. Today we have a new section. Since uh, this podcast is a work in progress, we are trying to adapt and create new content that you may or may not like, so let us know. This new section is about the news that has happened in the 3D footprinting world during the last few weeks. So if anybody uh, noticed last year was the first uh, 3D food printing conference in uh, Venno, Netherlands, and it was a lot of fun. We met a lot of interesting people, and it was a great way to physically connect with other people in the 3D food printing space. I believe the website is 3dfoodprintingconference.com. Uh, this year, they're going to they're gonna have uh, uh, some interesting speakers I've seen on the site, uh, including Michael Pex, who wrote a book about 3D uh, food printing. Julian Singh will also be there and, and a host of others. So feel free to, to hit the website up, see if you're interested in attending. We're doing some things uh, to get our butts there, but uh, no promises as of yet. Yeah. Another thing that we love here at 3Digital Cooks at the 3D Food Printing Podcast is Kickstarters about 3DFP. And more than that, we love Kickstarter campaigns that actually deliver. And this time we have to congratulate to the people behind the Bocusini and the Punky Board because we have started seeing people using their technology out there. I really I'm really, really happy and I'm and I just want to say thank you to them for all the hard work and delivering their, their job. I'm really looking forward to see more people. It's really a huge accomplishment. Crowdfunding campaigns have not been kind to three D food printing projects and these two have really come through big and to seeing people uh, on social media really using the technology and taking advantage of it and learning about it is something really awesome Lewis. It's really great. Actually I'm kind of jealous for the people who already got their pancake bot because since I don't know where I'm living right now, I don't know where <laughs> they should ship mine. So I'm kind of like every time I see somebody sharing a new pancake on, on Twitter, I go, I go like all jealous and Arr. I'm sure it wouldn't take much more than a quick call to Miguel to get that figured out. It's probably just on the layover somewhere. And uh, yeah. plus, you, you shift, move around the globe so much that uh, it's tough to track you down. For me as well. <laughs> because it's something that, uh, you know, we kind of started a tradition a while ago between each other talking about. And it's about predictions for 3DFP in 2016. Although 2016 is already a month into the books. We still believe there's a lot of room to grow. We're already seeing, you know, 
things moving and we hear a lot of stuff moving from the community. We want to go over a couple of predictions of things that we think is going to really move the needle for 3D food printing in 2016. Of course, the number one of those things is uh, 3D food printers. So when you talk about a 3D food printer, you know, it's tough to really get a picture of it in your mind. So for most of the people out of the know, you know, they think of the replicator from Star Trek and, uh, you know, that guy who yells at the machine trying to get his order right. I think that one's a ways away. But I do believe that we're going to see uh, many more printers release. Uh, we're already hearing rumors of some, some coming out of Germany up at uh, Lay Drop. We heard about a, a chocolate printer coming out of, I believe it was Tennessee. Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, we always get excited about the open source projects in 3D food printing that get released. So I'm sure there's many other people getting involved. Also, I talked with uh, Richard Horn the other day on Twitter, and he let me know that he has some some additional food extruders he's going to release soon as well. So that got me really excited. As we know, Rich Rap uh, was an inspiration for me behind the barbecue and just in 3D printing in general. He's a he's a real smart guy in the space. I think he is. Another of the really interesting things for me for this year, and might not be a prediction itself, but I think it's really important for 2016, is the fact that it will be the first year where people can actually start buying 3D foot printers on a shelf. Printers like the Punky Board, who is already getting out there, the Vocusini, looking forward to 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 see the Fudini out there to the new food, the Biflow printers. So I think that's something that is going to be really interesting. See how people approach those printers and how they manage to to do out there. Really excited to see that. Yeah, seeing the ways that people are going to come up with and use the technology is something that I'm really motivated to see because, as we all know, I, I don't want to be eating sugar cubes that taste like pizza in 20 years. Of course, that'd be interesting, but I don't want that to be my only food that I'm forced to eat because there's no more cows or tomato plants left on the planet. So so everybody get out there and use the technology, and let's overcome my thoughts and fears about you know the future of food. Yeah, for me, what is interesting about the printers that actually hit the market is that they are not targeted for makers or people with who are savvy techies. I think, and what I think is really interesting is that they are targeting chefs and people who is not that interested in technology per se, but who are really interested in food. And I'm really, I'm really curious to see how that plays. That's what is exciting about these printers hitting the market for me. Another important topic that I hope is going to bloom or explode uh, within 2016 is business models around 3D footprinting. This is like the golden egg, <laughs> chicken, or gallina that everybody is waiting to, to, to find out how to make money out of it. What, what are your thoughts on the probably most obvious business models that might, might appear or people might try during this year? Well, I think something that that people are wanting to know is what is digital recipe, you know? How how can they even start with 3D food printing? Where can they find designs, even though designs isn't so, so much a big issue for us? You know, this is the initial thoughts that people might have. And so the marketplace, air quotes, the shapeways of food, is something that people are going to be looking for. I believe there's going to be something coming out 
uh, this year that somebody's going to try to release um, that's going to fill that gap, that void that people are going to be looking for. Uh, it's going to be very difficult to do because, you know, you want to download your food. You know, does that even sound appealing to chefs? Does that sound appealing to, to home cooks? It, maybe you have to phrase it differently, but somebody's going to try to figure it out, and uh, it's going to be exciting when it happens. I think that's a really interesting product. I think it's going to be hard to tackle unless it's really based on one technology itself. Because yeah. right now, the, like, the different 3D footprinting technologies, probably there's just a few. And also, they are quite different. So I guess it's hard to, to mix and combine them. But for me, one of the most interesting things that I hope somebody comes up for this year is, like, I'm really looking forward to some crazy guy with a lot of money, guy or, or, or girl, <laughs> that decides to start a 3D footprinting restaurant. I think that's going to be really interesting, how to pull a menu, maybe not completely based, but at least with part of it, and... And using 3D food printers as the main attraction for it, like a like as a showcasing thing. Yeah, that would be something really awesome. You know, a little bit it, gimmicky, it, but interesting. Well, in the beginning, it'll seem gimmicky, but in about you know 20 to 30 years, it it'll just seem normal. That's um, true. Too. But would be amazing if uh, you know for an Adria just popped up and, and all of a sudden he was uh, in Barcelona and uh, on a little food truck and he started the 3D food printing truck. <laughs> That's the, cool. Ferrari, yeah. if you're hearing us, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, we're totally down to do an internship or apprenticeship, um, paid of course because we have families uh, for that and help you out no matter what, <laughs> what it takes to get that happening. Now, now like something that I'm sure is going to 3D footprinting applied for caterings. That makes a lot of sense. I think that's something that people is already throwing money into getting this type of machines that are reliable enough to be used in for catering services. Customization for special clients makes a lot of sense. There is a lot of money in that business already, and we know for sure people who is already looking into it. I think that's something is going to pop up for sure. Catering is something that you know people are going to give their money and you know whether it's uh, having a, a food printer and doing customization on the fly, which is pretty difficult, or getting your food pre-printed and delivered on time. And you're right, catering is a big, uh, a big hit point for the 3D food printing uh, market, and it's it's something that that uh, I believe is going to be one of the, the larger chunks of the so-called industry of 3D food printing in the future because it, it, it's able to be an, an add-on to an industry that's already there, and it's a very interesting and appealing one. So people, when they go out and choose catering, they're picking everything meticulously. You know, they, they don't want to just have a generic uh, menu or items uh, for their guests. I think that's definitely something that, that is going to come come into play very soon. So another point that I'm really excited for this year is like just people bringing new ideas and techniques to the 3D footprinting world. Until this year, we have been all seeing people printing paste, printing with powders, using already existing 3D, 3D printing techniques. But I'm really looking forward for some crazy minds just to to get rid of all that and just come for for unique techniques that are especially designed for each type of food. I want to people I want to see people using dehydrators, vapor, different cooking cooking methods that can be implemented. 
and use for 3D footprinting. That's something that I'm really looking forward. Just focus on, on food, people, and forget the technology. You know, in the end, it's food. You know, we can't forget that. And you're totally right, Lewis. And we, when you say that sometimes what we think about with 3D footprinting isn't we forget the food aspect of it. And I, I believe this is why a lot of the people who are building these printers and, and promoting the technology are trying to get involved with the chefs and overcome the chefs' fears about it. But if we start promoting it this way as a community, then it won't be long before we really see the next real advancement in the technology. You know, we have our own stuff that we are working on, and, you know, we, we believe it's different than what's out there, and, you know, our stuff keeps it advancing. But food affects every person on the planet, and there's no doubt in my mind that the technology is going to move really quickly in 2016. I believe we're going to see different types of technology than just paste coming out. It's something that, you know, we strongly believe in is about the food. You know, let's get together as a, as a community and take the ideas and the vision away from pastes overall into a different sphere. And I don't know where that sphere is going to go, but I believe we can shape it as a, as a community of 3D food printers and, uh, you know, take it to where we believe it can go. Give me, give me one second just to hold you there. And people know that normally I call you Jason, the 3D footprinting genius mass broker, but you are also Jason, community mass broker. And I think that's a, another really important topic that I want, I want, I want you to give us. I want you to give us your opinion for this year about what we expect from the community to to bring and appear for 3D footprinting. So for me, that goes goes back a long way. So it, it all started for me in 3D footprinting in a community. So through the open source 3D printing convention, um, you know, without that, nothing would have happened. Without the discussions we had, the barbecue would be nothing. Without the people who I've met, without the community that I'm surrounded by, um, you know, there's no way we would be talking right now. And I strongly believe we have to build a bond with other 3D food printing. So what, what is your... What is your prediction for 2016 for that community? I think the way that the technology is going to really be pushed to advance is through building a community of like-minded people who all have a similar goal to push the technology and advance it to the, the next level while also having similar goals about, about sharing it and getting it out there for other people to view and test and play with. And that's something that, that we're doing through Three Digital Cooks as we speak. I agree with you. I truly believe this year, whether if it's in a local sense or in a global way, the community is something that probably is one of our first focus just to help growing. I think that's really important. And it's going to grow. That's, that's my strong prediction for this year. Well, let me jump back in here, Louis. So through the community, when... when when you're and maybe I'm using that word community too much, but I believe you know we'll be able to help people learn, help people grow, teach people, have other people teaching each other, being able to assist people from different parts of the globe with their own projects. It's going to be much easier when we build that community around 3D food printing and it, and it really grows strong. So as of now, we have social media, we have emails, we have phone calls with many people who we're close with. But, you know, that's that's our, our, our inner circle right there. And I believe we really need to reach out and, and bring people in who might even have an interest and who we can spark that interest in to answer their questions and 
if you're a 3D food printer right now, you know, you should also be trying to promote the technology. One of the reasons why I think we haven't heard so much as, as we thought of, we would about 3D food printing in 2015 was because I think there's a lot of secrecy around it still. So when companies build these uh, products, especially something as new as 3D food printing, you know, they're not really willing to, you know, promote the initial stages and talk about it at that level. They they wait until it's ready to launch and then they, they uh, you know, really push it. But, yeah. you know, let, let's be a little bit more open about it, you know. I know our inner, our inner circle is really open about it and they're all about sharing and, and, uh, and, and giving back and uh, helping people promote their projects. And that's something I strongly believe in. And anybody who wants to join the community around 3 Digital Cooks is, uh, you know, we're more than willing to, to help them out how in, in, in any way we can. I also want to add, like, there is nothing wrong about hiding your technology or whatever you do. That's your decision, and that's the way you approach how you do whatever you're doing. But a community has nothing to do with that. The community is people interacting, sharing, and and that sharing is not just about where to put a bolt or where or what is the voltage for a pump that you're using. It's not none of that. Actually probably that's the less important one. It's people yeah. supporting each other and that's what actually makes makes it great. So please, if you if you're hiding in a garage trying to build the next I don't know Tesla, just go out and talk to people please. Well said, Lewis, very well said. And but last but not least, and we have been talking about it a little bit, I hope this year Somebody put together like a clear and easy entryway for 3D food printing. I hope that, and I know for sure, we have seen uh, the BankingBot website is doing a really great job for it. Like it has clear videos on how to start working with it. I hope that everybody that brings a new technology does something similar that it somehow helps people to, to engage with it. People who has no experience or people who does not really care about technology or 3D printing at all. I think that's one of the most important things that I'm really looking forward. One of the things that I wanted to put at the forefront when I, I released the BOPBQ was the documentation aspect of it. So I made videos, I, I, I made a BOM, I made, well, I hope it, I hope a lot of it is clear. Um, I haven't had too many questions um, about, uh, you know, getting, getting started with the BOPBQ extruder. I believe because of, of uh, how I documented it out. There's a lot of clear instructions down to software, down to, you know, just the initial print. And, of course, you know, we're all seeing the barbecue hamburger explosion video. So even playing with it. And, and I want to, that to be clear that, you know, if you're afraid to get involved, don't be. And, um, you know, if you're going to release a project, just like Lewis said, you know, release it in a friendly way with uh, plenty of documentation and if you want feedback from us on it, feel free to reach out to us. Yep, yep, yep. Great. I think I think it's been an intense podcast. A lot of feelings and predictions and probably statements from our side, kind of biased, but that's that's how we are. That's what 3D Footprinting Podcast about. Before we go, I just want to remind all of you that you can contact us through different and normal social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at 3DigitalCooks or BotBQ. And also we have a special email address, podcast at 3DigitalCooks.com, for any questions, suggestion, or comment on whatever we say. And please do not hesitate to try to contact with us whatever form you, you find a way, because we are open to any, any suggestion. 
Thanks, everybody, for joining us uh, today. And thanks a lot for letting us know that you're, you're hearing us and listening to the podcast. We've seen the stats uh, so far. And, and for me, it's really amazing to see how many listens we've got on the podcast. It, it's something that pushes us forward to, to keep bringing these. And I'm, I'm just really, uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody for, for listening to these and reaching out to us and giving us feedback about them. And anytime you have any questions or comments or you want to hear about something specific, send us the, reach out to us at the contact details, Lewis said. And that wraps it up for this week. Please stay tuned next week. We hope to have a big announcement on the 3D Food Printing Podcast uh, from 3 Digital Cooks. So good luck on all your 3D Food Printing projects, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.